hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. The latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor are always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 170 of uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name's Trevor Long from eftm.com.au. Joining me each and every week, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Great to be with you. Episode 170. Another... Feels like a milestone, but it's not really, is it? Yeah, well, it's a nice <laughs> It's a round, round. number. <laughs> and we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au. We'll tell you about them shortly. Uh, lots to talk about, lots of news and technology. Let's kick it off here. Two blokes talking tech. And uh, no doubt... Um, Tech followers might have heard these rumours. There's, there's rumours that there's a new iPhone coming out. I mean, I haven't heard anyone talk about that for months. <laughs> uh, but um, there are, there's always some well-placed sources that are able to kind of obtain reasonable uh, information, and they normally have a reasonable track history uh, track record as well um, about getting dates out of um, the actual launch. So now you don't know what day it's going to be available, but the actual event is as much an important thing for, for geeks and, and lovers of uh, Apple gadgets as anything else. And, and the rumours are that uh, September the 9th uh, will be the date that we get um, uh, Tim Cook up on stage, the CEO of Apple, talking about and introducing uh, something most likely to be a new iPhone, iPhone 6, uh, most likely 4.7 inch, 4 point something inch screen. But mate, straight off the bat, I have to repeat, there's still people saying there'll be a 4.7 and a 5.5. Not a chance in hell. Well, the rumours are pretty strong there, Trev, and uh, the September 9 date uh, is an interesting one. And going, if, if that is actually the date, and we should we should point out that Apple has not confirmed that, although there's uh, enough websites and people in uh, with who uh, have no people with knowledge of the uh, of the of the event yep. uh, are reporting that date. So just moving forward from that date, they normally launch uh, or sell start selling the device. Usually the following, maybe second Friday after the event. Yeah, 20, so judging by that timeline, it'll either be the nineteenth of September, hmm. or possibly the twenty sixth of September. So hmm. there's two Fridays there that you, I reckon they're, they're likely to be the dates where it goes on sale. And Australia, being one of those tier one countries, will actually get it because of the time difference before the US. So uh, first in the world um, is always yeah. a nice little uh, nice little thing for Australia. You can but, be down at the Sydney store and, and be first yes, in the world. The rumours, though, uh, are still – the rumours about two devices are still very strong. Um, now, of course, we won't know anything until Apple decides. But I've, you, you've heard my theories about this in the past, and I'll, I'll repeat it again in case you've forgotten, that I think that there will be two devices – I think the 4.7-inch iPhone will be called the iPhone Air, and I think the 5.5-inch iPhone will be the iPhone Pro. Mm. You heard it here. Now, iPad Air is already out there. Mm. The other rumor on the iPad front is they're working on a 12-inch iPad, Mm. which could very well be the iPad Pro. 
Mate, just I'd be happy for you to be right. I'd be Ted. happy for you to be right, but I call bullshit on that. And, um, and, and <laughs> Say my, what you really mean. No, no, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so my theory is... But give me a reason, mate. Why do I you... Just, I, well, I'll tell you why I don't believe there'll be a 5.5-inch iPhone. Because the Samsung Galaxy Note is the only even half commercially viable device. And frankly, there's no proof that it's even commercially viable. Like, you don't know how many have been sold or, you know, whether it's a profitable device. The Samsung Galaxy S5, the, the HTC One, we'll, we'll talk later about the Kogan Agora. I've been, so I've been holding those phones again recently. They're big phones, right? Five inches. If they went that big, I'd be amazed. If they go bigger than that, I'll give it up. I just don't hey. think... They will. You mentioned 5.5 not being a viable screen size. I, I want to uh, point put your attention to the LG G3, which was released this week. Hmm. That has a 5.5 inch screen, but built in such built a way in such a way that it's in that, that same it fits form in factor. the chassis of a five inch phone. Now you've always been uh, of the belief Formless, that Apple yes. were going to have a bigger a bigger phone, a bigger screen, squeeze into a similar size chassis. Mm-hmm. So that could that could even be the case where the 5.5 inch phone that we're thinking, wow, way too big for a, just too big to be a phone. Could they could pull off some engineering feat similar to what LG have done and come up with a device that's you think wow that's not doesn't feel as big as I thought it would be. So so my my guess it's not even I mean it's not a spec it's a guess right is that after let's say October fifteen you know several weeks after the event the phones that will be available to purchase from Apple will be the iPhone five C cheap one cheapest iPhone five S you know the the run out model. And then an iPhone 6, which will be, you know, um, the standard size but a new form factor, rounded, you know, like the um, iPad mini and the uh, uh, iPad uh, iPod. Yeah. And then a, a, a larger size, like an iPhone 6 Max or something. Yeah. I, I mean, I, don't, I just don't know. But but yeah. there's there's four phones. I'm happy to admit there'll be two two sizes, but I think yeah. one of the sizes will always be what we've got now. But it needs a new look. It needs a new style, and they'll okay. they'll go for that. Do you know? But you, I remember you've said um, the possibility could be that Apple keeps the same size device as the 5S, with a, yeah, with a bigger and bigger makes screen. a bigger screen in it. Yes, that that could still be a possibility. Absolutely, where they're kind of keeping the same form factor, Correct. same size, yes. and b- increasing the screen. And the 5.5 is is, is the just the you know, pull out all the stops iPhone where he, uh, he's a massive one for those who want a massive one. And, and I think that I think that it's the middle ground that I believe in, which is um, same size as the current 5S, new form factor rounded off, but much bigger screen. And yeah. then a, a second device, which is revolutionary and new, which is probably thinner because it's bigger, so they can actually thin it down. But it's, you know, 4.7-inch screen or 5-inch at most. I, I just don't think they'll go 5.5. So that, that's me on the record there. Interesting. Yeah, well, uh, you know, the, the rumours are really strong. And like I'm talking rumours, not just sort of the Mac rumours that, that f- coming from journalistic circles. I'm talking like from industrial circles, like the case manufacturers and factories where, you know, those those those, uh, those bin divers who find out all this information and, and see orders for certain parts, mm. that's that, from that area of rumors it's still very very strong you know those skip the skip divers you know those people yeah. who outside of a factory all the all order sheets and they dig down and find these little things and that from that end of town there's it, it also strong rumor that there's going to be a five and a half as well so 
Well, if anything, um, maybe using the Ziggy Zaggy uh, hashtag, which we love so much here on Two Blokes Talking <laughs> Tech, because uh, that's how we identify conversations that relate to Two Blokes yep. Talking Tech. I mean, we may as well just rename the podcast Ziggy Zaggy. Um, <laughs> but people would get confused thinking you were Ziggy and I was Zaggy, and we don't want that. No. Um, you know, no, it'd be we're great. Dogs fit. Yeah, yeah, it would be great. It'd be great to hear from people and uh, let just in you know in 140 characters tell us tell us what you think's going to happen. Yeah. What do you um, think is going to be going to be announced? What, what would you like for Apple to announce? Yeah. What do you think? What would you like Apple to announce? Yep. It'd be great yeah. to hear from people on the Twitter. Uh, you can catch Stephen at Stephen Fennick, and I'm at Trevor Long. Jump on Twitter. Tell us what you think uh, Apple will announce and what you'd like to see them announce uh, on potentially. And, and we'll, re- we'll retweet you as well. We'll retweet the heck out of you, and uh, we'll also bring you all the news as Apple announces it, should they confirm that date firstly, and then as they announce anything uh, in September or later on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, it's an interesting time if you're looking to uh, to start a new plan, a new phone plan. Uh, there was uh, announcements earlier this week from both Optus and Amasim uh, and launching new types of plans. Uh, firstly, on Optus, they launched a prepaid plan that takes things uh, day by day, let's just say. So rather than you purchasing a, a prepaid plan that uh, runs for the month, uh, and runs out after 30 days. They've launched a, a new plan that runs, the credit can run for up to six months, but your usage is calculated daily. Mm. So it's an interesting concept where if maybe one day you don't use your phone too much, you'll only get charged a dollar. Uh, if other days you've had a heavy day, you want to use a lot of data or whatever and calls and whatever, you get charged $5 for that particular day. So you can uh, start at $10 or up to $100 on a recharge. And that, as I said, that credit can last up to six months. So I think it's suitable for, I think, for the light users. So the credit would last a long time. Hmm. But also, I think, would, would suit, I think there's a plan there for the heavier users who, rather than having uh, a 30 day window, there's the they they can then look at how they use their phone per day and yep. plan to spend that way. So it's not new. They've had the dollar a days for a while, and this is really a relaunch of them and a, and a simplification of them. And I like I, I like it because there's two types of daily plan, which does get it confusing. But let's just keep it simple. A dollar a day, you only pay the dollar if you make a call, send a text, or access a piece of data. If you don't touch your phone. Uh, and you have to have all the data turned off and whatnot. But if you receive calls, fine. But when you make a call, you pay a dollar. If you need more than 30 minutes of calls, you pay more. Now, the second plan is $2 a day. And this is unbelievable. $2 a day, unlimited calls, unlimited texts, 500 megabytes of data. If you want more data, you add $2 and you get another 524, a total of one gigabyte for the day. $4, one gigabyte for the day. You pay $40 with Telstra to get a gigabyte in a month. Yeah, that's a lot of data, I think. Um, but but you, you plan that out over a month. You, you're looking at, what's that, 30 days in a month times two. That's still, still that's, 60 bucks a month. It's, it's actually, you're getting decent value if you put that up against, if you, so add up yeah. 500 meg a day, that's uh, sort of how many gig of, is that a month? It's that's a lot, mate. That's reasonable. That's, that's, that's yeah. 15 gig a month uh, for 60 bucks. But you're not going to use it like that. Like Optus and all these companies with data, and, and we'll talk about Amazium in a moment. Like data is a really central point where people are considering the value in their plans nowadays is, is how much data you're getting. But the, the amount of data we use, uh, you know, that, that's – you could give someone – I reckon oh, they could promise you 10 gig a month. And you'll think, wow, that's great. But you'll never get anywhere near that no, unless no you're absolutely streaming YouTube 24-7. And even then, I don't think you'd hit it. Yeah. So 
How, yeah, they're like, oh, I've got a plan. I started a new plan with Vodafone. I get six gig a month, and I'm not going to even go close to that yeah. per month. Uh, well, what's interesting is, and it's and it's difficult sometimes. You you got to appreciate that some people don't have home line internet or, or ADSL or cable, and they rely entirely that's, on their phone for yep. everything. They have computers in their home, everything, and that's when you start to need data and actually Absolutely. look around for those. Well, you plans. want to use your phone as a hotspot. So if you don't have shared data on your particular carrier, you want to use your phone as a hotspot. And I've done that a few times with my connect my laptop to my iPhone using using some of that data. Uh, in fact, I did that when I was covering for you on TUE one week. I, I didn't have my Telstra modem. It was I'd installed Yosemite Beta, and my Telstra modem wasn't working, so I just connected to my That's iPhone. Cool. And uh, yeah, six gig of data. I uh, still had plenty of room to move there, but. Um the other carrier we should talk about too is Amasim. Now, that's a very popular low-cost mobile provider, and the the very popular plan they had was the thirty nine ninety all you can eat unlimited plan, where you got unlimited calls, unlimited texts, and four gig of data. Well, they've announced that they're going to increase that the cost of that plan. So, you give them an extra five dollars per month, so it'll be forty four ninety per month. But for that, you're going to also get an extra gigabyte of data, so taking that up to five gig of data. It's still pretty good value. It is, but what's I mean, I find this very interesting. There's a the, the Amazon story is actually quite a good one um, because finally we know how many they've got. They've got six hundred thousand customers. I was blown away by that. That is a stunning result, doing very well. Their 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 annual revenue is one hundred and thirty million dollars. But you know what that says? It says that the majority of their users aren't on this plan. The majority of their users are paying you know twelve cents a, a minute and twelve cents a text. That that pay as you yep. go style. Because the average revenue per user, the ARPU, as the industry calls it, based on those figures I've just given you, is something like eighteen dollars. So they're actually That's they for actually a, for a Macy, mate. That's amazing. Yeah, for, for a Macy, but they yeah. don't have a lot of people on this thirty-nine dollar plan uh, mm. in terms of the, the bulk of their customers. There, I've already had comments from people quite annoyed by this because also social media is no longer free. But to the people that, that worry about that, I spoke to the, the managing director of Amazing. The average user on Amazing uses 200 meg of social media, and an average user on this plan. So, so they you, had, was it free social media before? Yes, it was. It was free social media unlimited. Optus, yeah. But it was very hard to monitor and track, and also explain to people what was social and what wasn't. So they're yeah. giving you an extra gig, and they accept that probably a couple of hundred meg of that is probably social. Mm. Um, you know, 85 percent is the data growth in 12 months. So in 12 months, usage of data has grown 85% at Amazing. Yeah, I think that's interesting too. They, they With their release of that story about the fact they're increasing this plan, they, they did provide some interesting stats about how data, as I mentioned earlier, is very central now to your plans and how data is responsible for more blowouts on your bill than any other thing. So it's not the calls and texts that, that put you over the top. It's data, excess data use, which, which has been experienced by 51.6% of Australia's smartphone users, which uh, that's a lot. And now that uh, there's this extra data on the plan, that's kind of, yeah, they're taking an extra five bucks off you, but at least giving you an extra gig. Uh, the, the, the worrying thing too, the surprise was that nearly, uh, nearly all users, like, oh, 88% at least, they didn't even understand what, what data, what their different uses of their device and how it uses data, which is a little bit of a worry. They really need to pay attention there. No wonder they're going over the limit. So I think it's a steep learning curve for some users. They really need to be made aware of the data they're using. 
I think it's a real real problem for uh, mobile phone users, and everyone needs to start taking uh, taking a little bit of time to educate themselves on their usage, their plan, and their needs. Uh, if you want to find out more about those plans and changes from Optus and Amazim, we've both got them on our websites, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. You have to go and check out the Nighthawk X6 tri-band Wi-Fi router. There's never been Wi-Fi like it. Uh, The X6 is an AC3200 router with breakthrough tri-band Wi-Fi technology uh, that was built to connect to each and every device in your home. It automatically and simultaneously, laptops, tablets, phones, TVs, everything, connect to this device, and it determines what network to put you on, what speed to give you, Because did you know that the slowest device on your network is the thing that determines how fast your network goes? So if you've got 10 devices connected and one of them's running a slow Wi-Fi, every other device connects at that same speed. So because there's three bands on this device, they can separate the devices out into three categories and you can get the optimum speeds from your network and on your devices. Check it out. It's a fantastic product, doing very well for Netgear. It's called the Netgear Nighthawk X6. Check it out at netgear.com.au. Oh, wasn't it only last week we had a debate about piracy? Ah, <laughs> uh, this week yeah. um, I've stirred the hornet's nest once again, um, talking about You're metadata. Tr- yeah. <laughs> yes, I am a troublemaker. I love the, I love it when I when I write editorial comment. Um, other no one no one rings me and says, "Hey, man, you don't you, you I do. They just go to other publications and and respond and and talk about me, which is awesome. So my, 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 this is the issue. Um, the federal government have announced they are looking to legislate. They haven't actually legislated. They haven't actually released the the law. They are, they are foreshadowing the legislation that will require telcos and ISPs to retain metadata for two years. Currently they, they, they maintain it and retain it for two weeks. Currently, no warrant is required for um, councils, let alone any other government authority, to um, get access to that metadata. Yeah. Currently, over 300,000 requests are made for metadata. And the government's saying, we want that data kept for two years. We want the federal police to be able to get access to it. And yeah. I think that's fine because i got nothing to hide. There's a lot of privacy concerns ringing around. Yeah. Everyone's worried that their privacy is going to be breached. I don't want to break it to you, people, but the federal government have no interest in typing in your name and finding out how much you're torrenting. Your federal <laughs> government has no interest in simply, you know, tracking down torrenters. Uh, that's yeah. that may be an issue, and it may be something the government's talking about as a yeah. legislative legislative thing. But honestly, you don't think they're going to use it for that, do you? We need to calm down, people. Thank Everyone, you. calm Thank down. You. Uh, what 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 we need to understand, I think, first of all, is what metadata actually is. Um, so there's been a lot of uh, a lot of misinformation flying around. A lot of people are hitting the panic button thinking panic button thinking that, oh no, they're gonna listen to my conversation and know what I'm talking about. It's not that's not the case. Uh, they've stated quite clearly that metadata is things like the the length of your phone calls, the number you're dialing, uh, you know, the the email addresses you're sending to and the the log of you visiting certain sites without even knowing the name of those sites. So things like the content of your con- your conversations, your actual content of your emails, subject even the subject line of your email, uh, your actual discussions online, all those sorts of things 
are not going to be viewed. It's just the metadata information, the numbers that are whizzing around, the time you log into certain sites, contact certain people, and even the name of the person you're ringing, they won't know. It'll just be numbers. The point here is if the federal police want to isolate people, you know, determine suspects in certainly terrorism but other areas, what they need to know is you know, they need to con- confirm networks of people. So if Stephen Fennick has ulterior motives about life and he's calling <laughs> me a lot – they they may start looking at my metadata and then do determine. Do you reckon they're looking at our Skype calls every Wednesday? Do you reckon it's suspicious? Well, let me give you a tip. You can download it from iTunes, people. Just <laughs> all right, we made it easy for you. But the thing here is right. What, there's there's no doubt that if they need it, they'll get the contents of your Absolutely. emails because they can get a warrant for that stuff, well, right? You know what? We should we should make a point here that that your metadata is already already being used. Oh, this there's is lot my of agencies th- and people already can see your metadata, mate. The biggest thing I've tried to point out this week is if you're worried about the government getting access to, you know, what time you accessed a site, let alone nothing else about it then do you realise that Coles and Woolworths are tracking your shopping, your spending, your travel, because they know which petrol stations you fill up at? They know which brand of chocolate you buy? I mean, the metadata that exists around personal life, shopping and the like, as opposed to how much porn you watch, is intense. (laughs) Yeah, speak for yourself on that one, mate, but I'll I'll save him the trouble. I'm a Cadbury's man. Same here. Thank you. Yes, Cadbury, hazelnut. That's me, okay? If anyone's listening from the government, hello. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know. Cadbury uh, for comment is available here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. uh, Yeah, but no, no, I think in all seriousness, though, I think, though, that you've got to look at where the government's coming from here, okay? And, and you you know, the reason they've got our best, their best intentions here and our best interests at heart, they want a safe Australia. They don't want a 9-11 type situation unfolding in our fair country. Mm. And I think our metadata is a small price to pay for that blanket of security that they hopefully can provide uh, with this type of information. So I say, go for it. I've got nothing to hide. Okay, yeah, they want to see the sites I visit. Well, they won't actually know the names of the sites. They'll just see the addresses, although that's pretty obvious. They're going by the addresses. But look, if they want to do that, they're already doing it. A lot, a lot of people know your movements on the web, your movements through the phone, your phone carriers. So I say, look, that's a small price to pay for freedom and safety in our country. Yeah, and and the, the, the final thing I'd say is that the, the conversation, I've had some very decent conversations with a few people who have engaged in the debate, or certainly on Twitter, you know, the, the one thing people say is, you know, but is it a bridge to somewhere else? You know, is this just the first step? Seriously, you need to remember the governments don't get away with everything. They have to, like, they've got full disclosure. They've got freedom of information. You you can't just suddenly start spying on people's, you know, email traffic uh, contents. That's not, it's just going to suddenly happen. They'll have to legislate that as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't think the government has any interest in starting to, you know, big data us and try and do more, um, you know, work and research into us. That's what Coles and Woolworths are doing. Worry about yeah, them they, a little they bit. They need four full-time people just for you, just to track what you do. Exactly. You're on the web and online, mate, and me too. They need a whole team of people just for the two blokes. Yeah. Can you imagine the resources required to track the two blokes <laughs> talking tech? You can get me on Twitter at Trevor Long. You can get Stephen on Twitter at Stephen Fennick. We're very easy to find. And if you want access to my emails or phone calls, government, um, come yeah. around. I'll give you my phone. Go right ahead. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give to everyone, just, but just the feds. I've got nothing <laughs> to hide. If you're listening, by the way, too. <laughs> Cadbury, top deck. No. Yeah. Are you a top deck man or a, a dairy milk plain? Cadbury, hazelnut. hazelnut. Yeah. Yeah. Hazel, I'll just go plain old uh, dairy milk or uh, caramello.
I know. It's got to have nuts in it, mate. Hazelnut. Nah, that's just stupid. That's You're ruining thing. chocolate with nuts, mate. No, no. It's, in fact, if you're listening, we want to hear your favourite chocolate as well. What yeah. like? What do you like, chocolate? Okay, we want to hear what you like. What What do you want to? What What do you expect from the iPhone and your favourite chocolate? We want so, to, We want all here. At Stephen Fennick, at Trevor Long, hashtag Ziggy Zaggy, hashtag chocolate. We want to know all about you because we're collecting metadata about our users. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, iPhone has been a popular topic of the uh, Two Blokes uh, episode this week, and we're going to take it a step further where Roy Morgan has uh, unveiled some uh, some interesting research to suggest that if you're an iPhone user, Trevor, you're more likely to exercise than uh, if you're an Android user. So <laughs> Something's gone wrong in this house then. <laughs> I, I did have a couple of comments on my Facebook page saying, "Look, well, they got it wrong with me, these <laughs> iPhone users. But uh, the research suggests that there are uh, 12 million Australians now using a smartphone mm. and one in five users, one in five iPhone users, that's 19.3%, regularly go to the gym compared with just 16.8% of those lazy Android users. What do you think about this story, Trevor? I just think it's one of those things you've got more uh, data about iPhone users than anything else. I don't know. I just think it's it's again go. It actually, I'm going to be technical here. I think it's just because the iPhone users are a specific category of people. Android users are everyone randomly who gets phones. So if you asked if you were, if this was iPhone versus Samsung Galaxy S5, that would be yeah. very different. But that's why all these stats are get get completely swayed by the bulk of Android users. Oh, oh, look, I think it's a load, to be honest. Well, I think it's to do with the apps as well. There's a lot of apps that are available for people to exercise and keep track of their fitness and their steps and all that sort of stuff on, on the iPhone that are iOS. They come to iOS first before going to Android. We've seen that several times. I think that's got a lot to do with it as well, the fact that there are more more apps to use and thereby a lot of users are attracted to the platform for that very reason. Yeah, and the so, new health kit's going to just add to that. Absolutely, yeah. That, that's, uh, that's a good point, actually, because uh, when, when, if and when the iWatch comes out, the health kit and all these things are going to play into each other and that'll give people even more reason to exercise. Even you, Trevor, may be hitting the road with a, a new iPhone and an iWatch perhaps. Yeah, won't make me exercise, sure. though. <laughs> In fact, just quickly, going back to, uh, to September 9, I think it's more likely they announce an iWatch yep. than a 5.5-inch phone. think so. Mm. I disagree. I think they'll announce the iWatch with the iPad. Because you think about the, what, what's the major announcement of the iPad. Great, it's going to have a fingerprint reader. That's, <laughs> what else is there going to be? Yeah, well, so, as I said, I didn't say they it? would. I just said it's more likely they do that than a 5.5. I uh, I, I think it's gonna they're gonna probably hold it back. I, I can't see them having an iPhone event, an iPad event, and an iWatch event. Three different events. I think they're gonna have to fold the iWatch into one of them. Could be the iPhone. You could be right. Could be the iPad. Closer to Christmas gives them more substance to that event. Like the iPad, new iPad's gonna be. What are they gonna do to it? Add a fingerprint reader and I don't know. Make it thinner. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think it'll probably stay the same form factor. So they need, I think they need something else, another another uh, hero product to launch. But anyway, All right, that's we'll, just me thinking out loud. We'll keep speculating every week and we'll hear your tweets, uh, read them and we'll retweet them and we'll read them out on air next week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Now, before we lose you completely on your Skype connection, we'll talk about the Kogan Agora, <laughs> and then we'll move to your minute reviews. The uh, we talked about this last week—the announcement of the Kogan Agora um, 4G phone, two hundred and twenty-nine dollars, um, 
you know, the third iteration of the Kogan Agora. And I've got to say, um, I just didn't have a lot of time to, to look at it. But, man, when I sat down and, and had a play, installed some apps and kind of – it's a bloody good phone. Really good quality. Really good build quality. Um, you know, cheap build quality, but excellent build quality. Um, you know, a, a dull screen, not a great camera, but better than I expected for sure. And yep. I didn't find it sluggish at all. I ran it side by side with a HTC One. I downloaded just a random shoot 'em up style alien game, and it was just it was smashing. It was going great. Yeah, no, I, I think this certainly punches above its weight. This one, and, and what I like about it, the fact that you're right that there is there's there seem to be a step up in quality, uh, in build quality. I think that's got a lot to do with them partnering with BenQ, mm. who were a, who uh, were a phone company back in the day. They acquired Siemens Mobile, which was a, another massive uh, mo- mobile company. Uh, as well, so I think that's got a lot to do with the whole uh, improvement in the quality. And uh, but you, you look at the features; they tick them off. Five-inch screen, quad-core processor, KitKat. Uh, it, it's got a, a decent battery. The, the, those are the sort of the pillars that, that you'd expect on a phone that costs three, four times as much as the Agora. Uh, and I think I wrote in my review rather than looking at things, I looked at this device as what it what it offers rather than what's missing. Yes. Now, I think if you yes. approach it that way, you're going to think, wow, this has got a lot of bang for your buck. If you're going to say, well, it doesn't have a fingerprint reader, it's not waterproof, it doesn't have a heart rate sensor, well, it's a $229 phone. That's why the S5 is more expensive. Yeah, it doesn't have AMOLED, it doesn't have full HD. That's yeah, right. okay, good. That's why but- you're paying the money for those other devices because it's got all those features. And, and if you want to pay for them, go ahead. If you don't want to, you just want a phone, a simple device, something that's affordable, then I think this is well worth your consideration. Yep. I'm just going to give you one other thing, and I mentioned this quickly in my review, that, that stunned me and made me think, and this could be Apple-style rumor, but, geez, the packaging was good. Um, very retail-like packaging. It was iPhone packaging. It was like, hang <laughs> so on. It was iPhone. It's it doesn't see Kogan normally has a white box with a Kogan logo because it just gets shipped to you, right? Why do you need yeah. a beautiful photo and and you know around the edge uh, information about the device if it's not going to sit on a shelf somewhere? Yeah, well, so you're suggesting it might be uh, in store somewhere? Why wouldn't? I don't think. Why so. wouldn't? And and this also adds to the BenQ speculation. Could it be that he's done the deal with BenQ so that he can produce on scale as opposed to you know a couple of thousand at a time? And, and, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying Telstra, Vodafone, or Optus. I'm saying Buddy Telechoice or, you know, the mobile phone repair phone guy. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't they pay Kogan $120 or $150 and make a $70 margin outright on a smartphone? Yeah, that's quite possible. No, you're right. You, the, the phone, the box uh, of the phone uh, did have a, an iPhone look and feel. Yeah, it had all the features listed on the front like you, you'd be looking at it on a shelf. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the that's the case, but um, you know, anyway, that's just I, I, rumor I was mongering. Surprised, very surprised with uh, a I, the camera was better than I thought, and you're right. The the speed of the processor was not 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 far behind the, what you get with the Galaxy S5 or even the iPhone. Uh, so boy, you know, all, all those features, and it had a decent battery life as well. Uh, I, I kept looking for things to fault it on. Obviously, the screen's not as good quality as the others, but that's why it's three times cheaper than those other devices. So it's uh, I keep coming back to that word value. I think it's mm. the best value in the in the smartphone market at the moment, and it does most of the things the other devices do, but just without those extra bells and whistles, and that's what saves you the money. Yep, check it out. Uh, we've both got reviews. Hands on uh, at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Two bucks talking tech.
You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Now, we've run out of time, so we'll get to your minute reviews in a second. Uh, we were going to talk about ride surfing. If we have time, we'll talk about it next week. But otherwise, go to techguide.com.au. Um, I talked to these guys in my podcast a, a month or so ago. Great new service, great little idea called ride surfing. Um, well worth a look at techguide.com.au. But, mate, minute reviews. Uh, you've had a good look at these uh, Samsung M7s. Yes, these are the new wireless multi-room speakers. The uh, to, to give you an idea, they're, they're similar to the Sonos concept where you wirelessly stream your music, wirelessly connect with your device to control them. They're these triangular speakers. There's there's two models, the M5 and the M7. The M7 is what I've reviewed, $499 speaker. Uh, if you want to connect more than one of the speakers to your home, you need to create what they call a mesh network and you need a, a, se- a separate hub that, that, that at extra cost. So this is a separate sound, Samsung sound hub. So you connect your router to the hub, creates that mesh network, then multiple speakers can connect. If you're just connecting one, that can connect directly to your router, and you can then connect either via Bluetooth or using Wi-Fi. It's also got NFC, so you can just tap on the side and connect your device. Uh, set up, uh, there was a p- pretty easy to do it. I did have a bit of drama with Spotify because Spotify doesn't run through the Samsung app. Spotify can only run through its own app, and I did choose the source, and it took a little while to get that set up. But everything else, like Pandora, Audio, my own music, TuneIn Radio, work to treat through the Samsung app, which is available, by the way, both on iOS and Android. So if you've got an iPhone, don't think you can't use the device. In fact, that's how I use it here in the Tech Guide office. Uh, the sound quality was surprisingly good. Uh, the, the, the triangular shape does help sort of fan the, the music around the room, the audio around the room, and it's got a built-in subwoofer as well, so something the Sonos speakers don't have. So there are five little drivers inside subwoofers and the mid and mid and high range drivers as well excellent sound uh, $499 for the M7 $399 if you want the smaller M5 check it out techguide.com.au and something people will be familiar with on their phones is now available on the Mac Oh, yeah, Shazam, and uh, that's the name of the app. That's not just me exclaiming <laughs> something there. Shazam is the name of this app that we've all heard, the music recognition app that whenever you hear that song on the radio, you pull out your phone and think, what is that song? And you, you let the uh, app listen to it, and it tells you the name of the song and gives you a link to iTunes and RDO and Spotify so you can hear it. Well, imagine now having that running all the time on your Mac. Well, you can, uh, and I, I find it really handy because if you, I'm, I'm here at home and I've got the TV on and you're thinking, what is that song they're playing? on the block this week or there's a there's a song on a trailer that you're listening to or something and Shazam in the background then immediately gives you that song and it lets you it lets you list all the songs in a playlist so that you can go to either purchase a song listen to view the lyrics of the song or just listen to it through Spotify or these other streaming services very handy to see the music that surrounds you to see the names of those songs uh, my ringtone, actually, whenever my phone rings, it picks up the fact that it's Oxygen Part 2 by Jean-Michel Jarre every single time without fail. It is very accurate and uh, well worth installing on your Mac uh, Shazam to recognize all the music in your world. Two blokes talking tech. You can check that out at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. It was like being on a roller coaster with the people from Skype this week. Uh, we appreciate their support. Not um, the the software of Skype hasn't really improved over the years. I don't think they've done anything to make it better. I've got to be honest. But anyway, 170 episodes we slog through. People uh, love hearing Stephen Phoenix. They put up with it here and there. 
Uh, we must get together. We are getting together next week, so it'll be live in person next week. Um, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to the people at Netgear for their support, netgear.com.au. Don't forget Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag on Twitter, and we want to hear about your iPhone uh, thoughts and, uh, and requests, and we also want to hear about your uh, chocolate thoughts. Chocolate. I mean, it's very so, simple. Yes. Th- these are the big issues, mate. Absolutely. Let's get chocolate trending. Let's yes. get Ziggy Zaggy trending. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading, Stephen. I shall talk to you next week. Yes, we will. See you, mate. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech.